On this episode of EdTech, Kramer is introducing the Kramer Network. We'll talk about that and working with AV on the network. The essentials of the connected classroom, what are they? And we have the end of an AV era. All that and more next on EdTech. The network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation. This is EdTech, episode 41. Recorded Tuesday, March 1st, 2016. Landscape. EdTech is brought to you by our fine group of underwriters, companies like the Avenue Alliance. This is EdTech, the monthly look at the education higher ed space for the AV industry. My name is Tom Albright. I'm your host. With us, as usual, Mr. Mike Tomei from Tomei AV. How are you, brother? Good, Tim. Doing really well. Thanks. All right. Also with us from the beautiful Southern California, UCLA, Greg Brown. Welcome, sir. Hey, Tim. Hey, guys. Hello, world. Uh, also from, uh, uh, I almost said also from Ernie University. You should do that. <laughs> Ernie Bailey from uh, from UAMS. How are you, sir? I'm doing just fine. Thank you. Uh, and last but not least, Bill O'Donnell from the beautiful East Coast. How are you, Bob? Hello. I'm doing well. Doing well. All righty. Uh, first and foremost, uh, the story I want to cover at the top of the of the of the hour here, uh, the top of the show, is something that that I got to see at Infocom or at Infocom. Good lord, I did that when, when I was doing the show at ISE. Um, Kramer's come out with some interesting things, and uh, they have a, a fairly substantial booth at 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 ISE. Um, probably square footage wise, as big or maybe even a little bit bigger than the one they do at Infocom, and. Some of the stuff that they've released, um, they are moving towards um, a network-based infrastructure. Um, they're calling it the Kramer Network, which, you know, if, if all your products are Kramer, yeah, I get it. That's cool. Awesome. If it's not, it's a little presumptuous, but <laughs> we'll move on from that. Um, Mike, we're going to start with you on this one. There's a lot of products including this one from Kramer, that are moving things towards the network. Um, and then we throw in the, the stuff like the, the AMX security uh, story we had about a month or so ago. What are some of the things that we need to look at and we need to consider as all these products are, are going on to the network? I, well, I think it's a good direction. I mean, I, um, I like what Kramer is doing here. They, uh, you know, I always kind of looked at them as switcher and scaler company and um, just, you know, little boxes that would solve problems. But um, but they really seem to be going a good direction here. It's kind of like they're taking um, the ideas from a lot of, uh, you know, other companies that have been getting popular like SVSI or Utelogy or even um, Crestron's Fusion or uh, Extron's GVE and kind of combining it all into one package here. And... Um, I haven't had a chance. I've just seen the the videos, the marketing videos on it, um, this Kramer network. But I think it's a really good direction, um, especially when when you look at it from like a campus-wide solution. Being able to, um, you know, as long as your network can handle it, uh, being able to easily route uh, video and audio signals uh, around campus and um, looking at more of a streaming type based solution um, and centralized control rather than all of these little kind of one-off classroom installs. Um, so I really like the, the direction that they're going here. I'm pretty excited to see how it all 
plays out, and it seems like they're really going gung ho with this thing. Um, and also their their Via product, mm -hmm. um, their collaboration box that they have now. They have a few different flavors of it. I guess they released a Via Campus, um, their wireless presentation and collaboration box that also looks pretty interesting. I'm looking forward to um, getting my hands on one and and trying that because I still have not found that kind of magic bullet wireless uh, presentation box that solves everybody's problems. So I really want to try that one. Well, let's let's bring somebody in who's who's used some of them. Bill, you, you guys have got a, a fair amount of them on, on your campus. Um, yeah. <laughs> you ran into some issues, some firmware. I think there, one, time, one time they sent is. you European plugs. I'm not sure, you know, I'm joking. I'm you know, no, actually they do send it to you in that. Well, they um, sent everybody, yeah, a lot of people send all the plugs in there. But talk, talk about the, the collage and, and talk about, you know, this move to the network. So, all right. Um, first, I'll talk about the move to the network, then Kramer stuff. Um, I think it's a good idea. Uh, the big thing is is that you've seen a lot more companies or suddenly a lot of the AV companies, or sorry, AV manufacturers really, are starting to take network security uh, far more seriously. I mean, you know, let's put it this way. You take your take your pick. Um, both Extron and Crestron uh, happily give out all the uh, network ports that they need and everything. Um, in fact, I can actually say we're, we have uh, GVE, or Global Viewer Enterprise here, and we talked it over with Extron, and we had a very old version, and they said, you know what? It's probably just going to be easier if we just go and give you a clean install uh, because that has all the new patch updates, and as long as you're up to date with your SQL, ser your SQL, uh, your SQL database and everything, they're like, we'll just take your uh, take your configurations and move it all over. And I gotta admit, looking at some of the stuff that Extron's doing for their network solutions are actually pretty nice. Um, their their new version of GVE is actually pretty flexible, where the old one that we've been working with is kind of like uh, the old uh, um, Model T Fords, in which you can pick whatever color of black you want. So, um, you know, it's it, but once again, I'm happy with how Kramer is at least is going. Yes, we're moving stuff onto the network. We're moving things um, more AV over over IP, which is great. I'm just waiting for when those guys um, develop something that can actually reduce the bandwidth that you need to run video over over the network yeah. and actually have everything in order. That that's going to be the the magic bullet there for for everybody, with the exception of SBSI. Yeah. Um. um and then the last thing as far as the Via products, um, yeah, they put out the, uh, there's the uh, Connect Pro, there's now the, I believe it's the, um, there's the Collage, which is the super high-end one, and then there's, I think it's like the Classroom or the Collaborate, it's, it's their midpoint one, and pretty much, I, I remember talking with the guys about this, it's a Windows 10 PC. Mm -hmm. And um, you can do, you know, like actual student tallying with it, which, you know, I'm not gonna lie, it saves, it would save our department a lot of uh, headaches because we have the little tally clickers, and you know, you get like these bags of, you know, 300 of them or something like that, and, and it's like, okay, everyone, yeah. So it's nice in the fact that you can go and say, okay, guys, we're gonna do the tally. Oh yeah, here, just go to your, go to your app store and uh, go and put it in, and uh, we'll go from there. Yeah. You know. That's that's nice on their part. Um, so yeah, but they still have a little ways to go with some things. Cough cough. iOS nine. But anyway, um, <laughs> moving forward. 
Uh, Ernie, I'm going to bring you on this, and, and, and the re- there's a reason I'm keeping Greg to last because Greg Greg has a un- Greg Uh-oh. has an interesting Uh-oh. networking that's, situation that's at UCLA. Never, ever a good sign. What well, you do? You you that's you've a, said before you sounds like the bear trap just opened. You you've got a hundred different IT departments, so that's why I want to end with you, Ernie. You guys have have quite a few devices on the network. Um, you've got a large deployment of, of Fusion, which is Crestron's asset management. Um, You've done Dante. You've done AVB. So you guys are, are already in this network bed, right? When it comes to, to stuff on the network, compare what what you've what you've already experienced with with some of the stuff that that Kramer is already talking about or talking about now, rather. Okay. Well, uh, I don't have much Kramer product on my campus, so uh, I'm not real familiar with it. Uh, like what I believe Bill said a while ago, you know, I th- thought of them as switchers and small. Uh, DA boxes and stuff like that. That's where we've always used our Kramer products. Uh, I have seen some of their uh, VIA products on campus. They seem to, the ones that we've had here were very uh, technician oriented. We had to have somebody close by to make sure it was connected properly and we got all the parts back and stuff like that. So, uh, we're, we've kind of steered away from that. But, yes, we do have a lot of stuff on the network. Uh, uh, Ernie, the, can I just interrupt for one second? Sure. Uh, the one good thing I have noticed that some of the wireless collaboration manufacturers have started doing yeah. is uh, that splash page that you know initially comes in. Right. It, you, you can actually configure that. I, as I say, I think you can do it with Kramer and a couple other ones. Yeah. So it is a nice thing that they've realized, oh, yeah, not everyone wants to see an advertisement for the company. They actually want right. to see, like, the school branding. Uh-huh. So right. there's so, at least that. Yeah, sorry, there is sorry. that. Um, and like you said, several of them are doing that now. Yeah. Um, but we do have a lot of stuff on the network. In fact, we, we hung so much stuff on the network that I got reorganized again. I'm part of network engineering now. Wow. Oh. Uh, huh. So uh, our uh, director of network engineering has, of course, the general network engineering group, my group, and video conferencing. And we all work together to bring, bring stuff in and make sure it all works properly without disrupting the rest of the network. Uh, but, uh, you know, we are trying to put anything and everything we can on the network uh, and I think our industry is finally maturing enough in that area where the network people are not afraid to see us come and say, hey, we need to add this and this and be able to control it remotely. You know, that used to be, you're not going to, your stuff's not going to be on our network. You know, if we have to build you a separate network, we'll do that. But now we have our own, we have subnets. Uh, we're seeing that we can uh, talk across subnets you know we used to have issues with some of our equipment that when we moved from uh put equipment in one building and the control system in another they couldn't talk to each other yeah but we're, we're no longer seeing issues like that i like what we're seeing you know what i read about from this article from kramer you shared with us and how they're bringing all the different tools or more and more different tools in together and bringing them into a consolidated package like you said we use fusion and we're trying to use it excuse me in the same way. All right, Mr. Brown, this is this is your time to shine here. Um, <laughs> here's the thing, and Greg is is Attention. again. You you've got a, a good, an interesting perspective, and, and the fact that UCLA, 
I'm going to get this wrong, but I think like has 150 different uh, IT departments. No, last I heard it was only 34. Okay, that's still a lot, but, right? But it's 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 we're we're fairly decentralized in lots of ways. We the the way I like to put it is we 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 tend to like the creativity and academic freedom of of 200 different departments charging off in different directions and not talking to one another. <laughs> There's a, so, there's a so word for that. It's that called drawn and quartered. What was your right? question? Too? I don't know what my question So So <laughs> look at stuff like this, right? The, 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 whether that's the Kramer network or other devices that are living and breathing on the network. How do you do that in that, in, in that situation where you've got these various fiefdoms? Uh... To, well, there's the expression, what is it? Hold your friends close, your enemies closer. Mm -hmm. And I think to paraphrase that, you you hold your, your IT contact even closer still. You you have to be you have to be best buds with your, your IT folks. And um, you know, and we got set up with our own subnets, you know, probably more than ten years ago now. Um, uh, you know, it was working with the the NOC, the the folks that you know, control the campus backbone and, and they know us and we know them and we can call or email them when we have questions or problems or need to need them to jump through crazy hoops like opening and closing ports like we've been doing of late to uh, diagnose some, some oddities we've been seeing. But uh, yeah, you, you have to have a good, capable, stout IT department if you're not already part of them and you need to have a good relationship with them. And that makes sense. Uh, Although, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a bit disappointed. You know, the original article you sent over us to us here said uh, uh, Kramer pledges to change the AV landscape entirely. Um, did, did they do that in ISC? I haven't, I can't say I've, or I, I have to say I missed that memo where the, the AV landscape has changed entirely thanks to Kramer. I mean, my first reaction was, this is the same Kramer we're talking about, right? Well, and that's a thing, right? I, I, I've I've had this conversation. Not, so not to not to disc no, no, Kramer. No, no, I mean, no, no. I, I, I'm I, I'm not maybe maybe they're going for a pun in which it's the landscape, the, the, the landscape as opposed to portrait. <laughs> Here's the thing: and I'm not speaking out of turn or or release, releasing any secrets because I've said this to the folks at Kramer before. Um, they have a, an issue in the U.S. Outside of the 50 states and, and possibly even North America, I'm not uber familiar with, with the 51st state, you know, the Great White North and, and Canada's uh, <laughs> concentration there. But we have, we have people who listen in Canada. Be careful. All, all two of them, um, which is twice as many here. Matt Scott. Uh, Matt Scott, yeah. Um, outside the U.S., <laughs> Kramer is huge. I mean, huge. Um, they have an, they have, it, it's an, it's almost like an, it's an entirely different company, right? From, from a, a mind share and a market share standpoint. Um, cause you're right. I mean, when I growing up in AV, I mean, Kramer was, they, they were the switches, right? They were the, the black boxes, uh, that, that everybody put, to, you know, they, they were the glue a lot of times. And I, I think that article should have said Kramer is changing their AV landscape yeah. at yeah. ISC. Uh... Um, is what probably should have said because they have again a lot of folks are doing stuff on the network a lot of stuff people are doing uh really cool things this is a it, for them it's a it's a step and trying to shed that you know little black box uh, mentality and, and view i think uh, tim there, there is one thing I, I'll, I'll note that um 
just kind of looking at how we're we're talking about like you know AV integration and uh, IT in this case. Um, and Ernie probably help me out here with the uh, on, if uh, Crestron's do, doing this on the Fusion backend. Um, but we were actually talking this over with the Extron folks. And instead of having um, the GVE server on its, you know, separate, separate, uh, you know, uh, subnet and everything else, uh, we're actually going to put it on the uh, college, on the actual college domain. Um, but the way we're going about it is we're actually using uh, Active Directory. And our IT guys were like, "Wait, that thing can use Active Directory?" We're like, "Yeah." They're like, "Oh, done. This will make life so much easier here. We can actually put it in groups. We'll tear it out for you." Like wow. they were, they were happy as could be. They were like, oh, yeah, no, this will make them, they're like, we'll embrace this. Yes, so, Crestron has been there. Uh, we have not moved to that yet, but it is in our plans for this summer, and our we're upgrading the next version of uh, Fusion, and mm -hmm. we're replacing our server at the same time with the virtual server, and at that point, we're going to go ahead and go to Active Directory and all the controls that that's going to yeah. give us. So that's something I, I do have to admit, at least from an IT and AV perspective, that's that's at least coming more together because it's oh I need to access uh, GVE. Okay, I can I can go into the computer lab and go and find it uh, because you know my credentials allow me that access. And it's it's a nice step forward from okay I have to go to only my office because my stuff only had the access to the uh, GVE login. Yeah. So it's a it's a nice it's a nice moving moving forward. Absolutely. All right, guys, uh, from our buddies over at AVA Network, 14 essentials of the connected classroom. I'll go through a couple of them here. Uh, first is this uh, new, quote, unquote, faster, better connectivity uh, with wave to Wi-Fi. Um, polling, which we talked about. Uh, stop waving. And there was there's even a, a thing up there that says no surfing puns, whatever. Um, BYOD casting. Um, obviously connected classrooms and stuff like that. Um, Ernie, you can either um, agree with some, one or two of the essentials or you can add your own essentials. But what are some things you have to have in the connected well, classroom? Uh, I'm going to agree with the uh, Wave 2 Wi-Fi. We're in the process of doing that, uh, hopefully campus-wide. Uh, and when I say campus-wide, I mean throughout the, our hospitals and everything else too. They started with the most heavily used classrooms, they came to me and said, you know, where do we need to do it first? That's one advantage of being part of the networking group now. Is, you know, they, they think about us, yeah. not we get the leftovers. Uh, so I think Wi-Fi infrastructure, you know, in our active learning centers, we're putting in high-density uh, access points so we can handle more devices. And, you know, it, they, I think, uh, well, one of the other articles we're going to talk about talks about, you know, seeing eight devices per person. Hmm. Uh, and we're, we're starting to see that, you know. Uh, but uh, I think that that's a big one. Uh, the BYOD casting, uh, yes, we're, we're trying to do that. Uh, someone, I don't know if it was, might have been Bill, said, you know, we're looking for the good one. <laughs> or, or maybe it was Mike. You know, I haven't found one that I really like. You know, we're, we're putting in two different uh, BYOD gateways, as we're calling them. We had to come up with a generic term. Uh, just so if someone brings in something wireless, how do we connect to it? And, you know, I don't like having to have a physical device. We have to, you know, a noggle we've got to hang off there 
unit because then you have to make sure you've got the right connectors for whatever they're bringing in. So I want something that, that can be seen wirelessly. And, you know, we've got one device for iOS devices and uh, another gateway for everybody else. And they connect a little bit different. So you've got to have two training sessions if you've got a group of people that are going to be swapping back and forth with their devices. Yeah. Mike, you're about to say something. No, I was just laughing because that's oh. the case with everybody. Everyone's trying all these different variety of, of uh, wireless presentation yeah. devices. And, well, like I said, yeah. we're putting, Nobody... Go ahead. We're, we're putting two in every classroom, you know. So yeah. uh, I've got one that's cost me about 200 bucks, one that's cost me about $1,000, and then the programming goes into it, maintaining it, waking them up when they need to be woken up. Uh, and, you know, the manufacturers like to push updates on a irregular but often basis. Yeah. So you don't know when it's you're going to fire it up and it says I can't run till I till I install the download that was pushed last night. Oh, jeez. Yeah, I love those guys. You know, you got the instructor sitting there <laughs> tapping their foot, room full of students. <laughs> Your ears only tap their feet? <laughs> well, we don't we don't get close enough for them to tap anything else. Uh, uh, but, you know, and it's one of those this worked yesterday. You know, what do you yeah. what do you do now? So uh, those are the ones uh, I think that I'll, I'll chime in on. We do do a lot of polling, uh, mentioned a while ago, uh, and that's listed in here. But uh, we're doing it mostly with apps uh, and using, we, we use Turning Technologies Turning Point. But uh, we have a number of their little clickers, but we're uh, moving over to where the students can download the app and run it that way. And, it interfaces directly with our learning management systems and uh, makes it real simple for the instructors to use it for, you know, participation points, quizzes, or attendance, whatever they want to use it for. No. All right, Mr. Brown, what are uh, some of your, your additions or, or you can agree with some of those? Uh, I'll agree with a couple, although I, I thought a bunch of these read just like press releases. I mean, did people pay to put some of these in here? I don't know. Ask them. Uh, I, but I we like. <laughs> this is not sixty minutes. Uh, I am not Mike Wallace. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. What was the one I I like the one about the audio, which doesn't pimp anybody. Knew it improved the human voice. Yeah, audios. Audio is really important and something a lot of people don't do very well. Um, they do mention one product I think is pretty slick in number 14, the, the personalized listening, the little, uh, the new listen yeah. box that will send direct to your, uh, to your smartphone or tablet. Yeah. Um, also an easy way to uh, deal with uh, hearing assist issues if you've got spaces that don't have hearing assist. And I... <laughs> We have hearing assist every place, and I know lots of other people don't have hearing assist all the places they are supposed to have hearing assist. Uh, but that's a really slick box. So those are the two that I'll give a shout-out to. Well, it also depends on the on your local laws as well. Here in Illinois, um, there's a, a threshold for audience members. Like if, you're, if your space, and I'm going to get this wrong, but I believe it's five or 700 if, if your space holds that many people. Uh, you have to have hearing assist here in the uh, in Illinois. So. I thought for ADA it was anything. Oh, that's with right. That's the, right. That's right. For ADA, that's right. I'm sorry. With yeah, the, you're right. With P 
PA over 50, I believe, isn't it? Yes, I'm sorry. You know, you're oh, right, it, you're right. it was over 50, and I think they dropped that in the last they year. Dropped, if you have the last one that I was informed of in a meeting with some architects had gone through a class on it was if we're doing speech reinforcement, All right. you've got to do it. Wow, okay. Yeah. Well, there you go. Now, there are different formulas you use depending on the size of the room, how many receivers you have to have available. Okay. Right. See, we don't even have to worry about receivers. That's handled by another unit, but we do have to put the transmitters in. Yeah. All right, Mr. Tomei, what are some of the essentials for a connected classroom? Well, a couple points uh, that I picked out of the article was um, uh, video management, so kind of the, the back end of um, lecture capture, because uh, we spend a lot of time working on um, in-room capture equipment and solutions, but um, a lot of times schools don't really pay attention to the fact that someone's going to have to pay pay a lot of time and attention to the uh, management of these videos once they're recorded, and um, a lot of time there's staffing that's not set up. Uh, people don't really understand what happens with the videos once they're recorded and how it all gets linked to class websites and learning management systems. So, um, so I really picked video management out of that article as pretty important and also um, web conferencing these days everybody wants uh, some sort of web conferencing technology installed in classrooms um, a camera and a, a, you know at the minimum a mic and a, a installed camera and some sort of uh, interface like a, a Vadio AV bridge or something similar uh, to connect to the PC um, so I think that's really important these days yeah. bringing that in and it's a heck of a lot cheaper than going the full-blown video conferencing route absolutely for every is. classroom yeah absolutely is. all yeah. right mr o'donnell you'll have the last word on the on the connected classroom here bob well uh, um funny you should mention that uh, mike just mentioned the uh, web conferencing thing um we actually got around to play around with uh extron's uh, uh media port uh 200 oh very cool yeah, I, I actually have to give them credit for this one. Um, they actually took um, the the fine components of of you know what you have with a Vadio uh, AV bridge, and uh, they actually put echo cancellation in. And the only reason that's such a big deal is because, well, you've you've used Skype as as much as I have, and um, it's it's okay if it's point to point, but if you're in a classroom, eh, you know, not so much. Um, so, yeah, that aside, um, I, I'm with Ernie on on, uh, on the other point, and that is um, beefing up the uh, beefing up the Wi-Fi in the classrooms because um, folks are just bringing more and more devices into the rooms. Um, you know, most of our classes, uh, at least in the new building, everybody's got a tablet, everybody's got a everybody's got a smartphone of some sort, and they, there's a, a fair a fair amount of laptops and everything, but in the classrooms, there's at least an iPad or uh, a Kindle Fire or something like that in the rooms. And um, folks just, as I say, the the, the Wi-Fi is just getting just getting hammered. Mm -hmm. So that's a that's a big backbone to work on. All right, guys. Here's here's the last story we'll do for the day. And I I wish I had a a, a sound effect of I don't know taps playing in the background or something. <laughs> <clears throat> Crestron has announced the end of sale for Quick Media Series products. I will point out that we were recording this on March 1st, 2016. I don't know how many years they've had DM. I think this is the seventh anniversary of DM. 
Um, the end of sale uh, is expected March 25th, 2016. Uh, in the in the release, they list a bunch of replacement products, which I think is fabulous. So if you had a QM MD 8x8, well, obviously you're going to get a DM MD 8x8. If you had a QM MD 7x2, you're also going to get a, MD, uh, a DM MD 8x8. I will point out <clears throat> there was a couple products that they do not have replacements for. The ever fabulous QM RMCRXBA. If you ever worked with this device, you will probably understand why there's not a replacement product. That's all I will say about that. It was actually a cool little box, but holy crap. Getting into that sucker for through cereal, you had to do like two or three different button presses, and it, it was interesting. So I actually had to make my own little um, uh, cereal um, cable because it was the pinouts were weird. So I don't really have a story. You guys can comment if you want, but I just thought it was interesting that, that they're finally ending the, the QM series. So It uh, outlived the uh, first-generation DM equipment. That got yeah. end-of-sailed uh, <laughs> yeah, December, I think. Yeah, it did. So, Good point. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, it's yeah. been around a long time. Yeah, yeah. If I could, I, I may, I may call up somebody that sells Crash Crash Run and ask how how much I could get a uh, a QMRM CRXBA for. So just just for the nostalgia of it. So, all right, guys. Well, wait, wait, wait. They just, they just they just got rid of the QM the uh, the QM transmitters. The, they might still have RMC still for sale. Uh, although yeah. the RMC three should have taken care of that allegedly. Yeah. Allegedly, so yeah. All right, uh, that's all we got. Bill, since you're up on the screen, how can people get a hold of you? Uh, they can get me on uh, LinkedIn as well as uh, I'm quite active on Twitter uh, at the original OD. So uh, that's the quickest way to get me. All right, very good. Mr. Ernie Bailey, how can people find you, sir? Find me on LinkedIn as well. Right. That's where I'm usually active. All right, very good. Mr. Greg Brown, thank you, sir. You've pushed your button again, Greg. <laughs> He's muted. I know. I know. It was the most intelligent stuff I said all it day. It was right? fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> I, I only do that maybe you know once every six months or so. I know, but it's fun live. when you do. Yeah, well, you know, if I wasn't here to poke fun at, what would you do, Tim? Poke fun at Bill. That, that yeah, was an easy one. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah. How, can, how can people get a hold of you? Uh, me again, LinkedIn also. All right, very good. And Mr. Tomei from Tomei AV. Thank you, sir. Yeah, you bet. I can. Uh, people can find me on my uh, website, TomeiAV.com. That's T-O-M-E-I-A-V.com. And a uh, quick plug, I just started writing a monthly column for Campus Technology Magazine. And the mm -hmm. uh, first one came out in February. So uh, head over there and check it out. Yeah, very good. Uh, yeah, thanks. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, my name is Tim Albright. Don't follow me. Um, I'm on Twitter somewhere, I'm sure. Uh, but go by the website if you would please, avnation.tv. avnation.tv, you will find this program and a host of others. Uh, if you're interested in home technology, uh, home automation, stuff like that, uh, we have a brand new show called Resi Week, um, similar to AV Week, only, only covers uh, the residential side. So yesterday we covered the fact that you can get Dolby Atmos and uh, 4K out of a service called Vudu. Uh, it's a streaming uh, movie service, and they started they started offering both of those, so check that out. Also, if you're watching this live, or you get this on uh, when, we, when we post it this week, 
and you're in San Jose uh, and going to the uh, Infocom Connection show, come by and say hi. Uh, myself will be there. Um, also, Jess Schrago from uh, Aviation will be there as well. So that's, that's uh, I think that's it. Yeah, Aviation.tv. Uh, Aviation.tv. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks so much for watching. As all the time we have for EdTech.